Tommy hits us up on Twitter. Tommy Gallegos and writes, holy moly, Coach T, then Bob from Cement, my day is complete. And uh, then Jim puts this out, uh, Jim Sharp on Twitter. I think that based on the Kenipamire Chevrolet text line, Tommy, you might be in the minority on that, but it's still fun. Uh, I'm a fan of softball with Kenny's comments on Kelly Maxwell. I now put him in the same category as Mike White. Never want these two knuckleheads to be successful. Patty still has you outclassed as a coach and a human being. I think that's where the, again, I have absolutely, Josh Helmer, zero problem. Zero problem with a coach being mad about a player leaving. I just, it's always interesting to me whenever you allow it to play out in a sport that's growing like this. But I guess I shouldn't complain too much. You know, it's getting more people talking about it, right? It's getting more people that are like, oh, okay. As if a Bedlam matchup in 2023 into 2024 needed any extra spice when you don't know when these two programs are going to play again in said sports. Did you think this was going to blow up like this? Uh, Based on the social media response yesterday, yeah, I I knew that it was uh, volatile. Do I even try to shift this back to football here? Oh, I we can. I think we can. A couple more here. This is pretty good out of the 405. Kitty G needs to call Caven's group. He's got fire damage. (laughs) That's what Caven's has for you. 405-573-3048 over here at Caven's group. Emergency services, uh, mold removal, water extraction, structural drying. Uh, This might emergency sewage cleanup. 405. 573-3048. Five seven three three zero four eight. Or how about this? The eight hundred number. Program it in your phone for your next emergency. Eight hundred five nine four 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 three seven. Did you read that one just for the sponsor? Read in it. I did. Yes. Okay. Well done. Anything else? Uh, I, no, I, I don't think okay, so. Okay. Let's let's talk a little football. We were planning on it. So we will move back to this conversation later in the hour. It's. It's the dominant topic right now on the Kniffelmeyer Chevrolet text line. So I had brought up how there is one area that seems to be pretty, I don't want to say consistent in, in terms of a few negative vibes, if you will. But Josh Helmer, as we prepare for the Oklahoma Sooner opener in just over two weeks, I feel like this is a carryover from yesterday. There seems to be some work to do on the offensive line. Is that a fair way to put it? Yeah, I think that's a reasonable, uh, kind way to put things. Now, Teddy brought up this point, and I don't remember if it was on his show that I heard it. But for all of the negativity, if you will, or less than positive buzz, you do have to add the offensive line that Oklahoma has in 2023 and what we project to be their starting offensive line has already worked together more in practice now than they did last year because Raym had been dinged up. You had a, a battle going on with one of those guard spots. So at the very least, you've had the consistency of what appears to be the five guys that are going to start 
and that they've been able to work together better. There's there's also that counter where anything that you look at and you think, man, the offensive line is struggling, that's also a positive for the defensive line, right? You also kind of step back and you think, you know, that's that catch-22 with practice updates and reports and things that you hear. But I don't know, it, with a new left tackle, with a new everyday right tackle, I mean, literally, the only consistency from last year is your center and and maybe the guy that's going to start at left guard or right guard, whichever one they're going to put Matara at. So I don't know about you, Josh. I still consider it somewhat early, but the clock is ticking. But, yeah, I'm not, I'm not overly concerned, but it has been a consistent theme, right? Seems as if the defense is getting the best of the offense, specifically in the trenches and the lines. It is a job interview, Plank. Well, my weaknesses are actually my positives. Thank you for asking. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice that, uh, you know, and I said this the other day, if there's a struggle to be had, it's, it's I think, positive for Oklahoma that it's offensive line right now. Right. And that was, that was the case for Oklahoma in the spring game too, right, to where interior of the offensive line, and I know you had some injuries and stuff, uh, you know, going into the thing, but uh, – it wasn't great, right? It was a little spotty at times, and it sounds like some of that has, has rolled over into the fall with the scrimmage portion here. But that's not the worst thing for Isaiah Coe, for Jonah Laulu jumping inside, for Dejon Terry, for Kelly. I mean, it's it's nice to know that that defensive interior for Oklahoma isn't making things, well, altogether easy. Yeah. Here's what Jackson Arnold, who met with the media – I believe it was on Tuesday of this week. Yeah, he was uh, part of those made available on Tuesday. He was asked about what he saw and what he thought of the offensive line so far. Come together. There's some studs. That's a fantastic O-line right there. Y'all see it the season, but they've been absolutely balling so far. You know, it, it stood out to me in the scrimmage. Like, I know they've been doing great in practices, and um, but in the scrimmage it stood out. They were just – the pass pro was insane. It was so good. And then also the run game was just fantastic. They're opening up gaps that shouldn't be open like that. So they've been really good so far. So, and again, that's a Jackson Arnold who probably hasn't had the best offensive line in front of him because he's had the twos mostly. Uh, and it doesn't appear as if there is incredible depth right now at that position. Uh, and I feel like, you know, Bill Beatonbow, there's, there's a lot of, hand-wringing about the lack of five stars. And I thought Travis Davidson came on a couple weeks ago and brought up a great point. Listen, there's just not a lot of five-star offensive linemen. But you look at that offensive line and, you know, it's your tackles. You feel really good. As long as Walter Rouse can stay healthy and everything that he said. And, you know, Tyler Guyton played a lot last year. It just it really, really seems as if, Josh, this, this is counting on Andrew Rame taking another step at center. And somebody emerging at one of those two guard spots. If it's if it's Sexton, if he can get healthy, if it's Jake Taylor, if it's you know Savion Bird, because there's been so much talk about him. And I, again, I feel like that we've done this segment quite a bit during camp, but it just appears specifically. And you heard Jackson Arnold talk about how good it looked, but i not saying Jackson Arnold's fibbing by any stretch of the imagination. You know that capability is there. Now we just have to see it more consistently and then obviously be able to dominate once we get into the heart of this schedule. Sure. And theoretically, 
Arkansas State, SMU, Tulsa gives you a little bit of time to get up to speed, right? I mean, you got this week, mm-hmm. uh, the remainder of this week, and then one final, one final real camp week before it's game week. So, uh, you know, I guess you kind of got, you know, feels like one week left here before you start really, really ramping things up. And yet, uh, just because of the schedule itself, you've got time to tinker a little bit. So that part's good. And, you know, the interior of the offensive line is probably where you have the most questions. Yeah, still to be answered. I mean, like you said, Rouse, Guyton, we feel pretty good there. Uh, again, you know, that that is still unproven at both of those spots. And yet, you know, seemingly that's where we're most optimistic, right? So probably across the board, still quite a bit to uh, figure out for Oklahoma. The good news, there is time. Here's two quick thoughts on it uh, from the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line from the 918. I'm not worried. I always approach it with the uh, with the thought, quote, a good defense will do more for the offense than a good offense will do for the defense. I'd be worried if the D-line was getting its butt kicked in practice. Yeah. Yeah. Boy, glowing things to say about some of those guys on the interior of the defensive line. Glowing things. And not... I said this this morning. I don't think you have a Tommy Harris. I don't think you have a Dusty. I don't think you have a Gerald McCoy in that mix. Um, But I do think you have a really good group. In other words, we're not going to be sitting on draft day, probably on day one or day two, wondering where some of these guys are going to go. But as far as their collegiate career, the Jordan Kellys of the world, you you mentioned Jonah Lulu, they got a chance to really be good. So I, I like that. I like that take quite a bit. And then there is this, because I'll count on you more for this, Josh. Thoughts on McCain Matar. Some fans just haven't been happy with him. I think these, I think Oklahoma fans, my opinion, I think that they are smarter about offensive line play than 90% of other fan bases out there. Because you got, we, you know, one of the, Bigger voices for Oklahoma football is a all-world center and a former offensive lineman. And Gabe can help explain that. But I also think that, for the most part, we fall in love with one or two highlights. Like, did you see him pancake that dude? Or did you see him do that? Um, you see he blocked him all the way out of the back of the end zone. But, yeah, you, you know, it might not have even been the right guy he was supposed to be blocking or something of that nature with some of these dudes. So I... I feel like whenever people are frustrated with an offensive lineman, I always stop and try to think, listen, Bill Beanbow's not going to play guys that suck. He's going to play guys that have shown that they know how to play. You know, We could have a Josiah St. John fight if you guys want, but that got fixed pretty quickly. And you saw a freshman go out there and play right tackle the rest of the year who wasn't a tackle and is playing in the NFL now in Drew Smith. So – I understand individual concerns with a person, Josh, but it's not going to – I mean, it's not going to surprise me if when they open up against Arkansas State, if McKay Matar is not the starting uh, – at one of those starting guard spots. I mean, I feel like it's pretty set right now, right, with Guyton and Rouse. Guyton, a right tackle, Rouse, a left tackle. Uh, Bird, Matar in the at the guard spots, and then at center. You got Andrew Rain, who's now been your starting center going on, what, three years? When he's healthy, mm-hmm. I kind of feel like that's pretty set right now. They need someone to step up. They need some guys to continue to show that, you know, maybe it's a freshman in green. Maybe it's, you know, a couple of the other transfers in that mix. But as it stands right now, it it seems like they're pretty set on that.
it feels that way. And, uh, you know, the Sooner fan base, a portion of it, maybe a lot of portion of it, feels however it feels about McCade Mataglia. This is somebody that's played a ton of football uh, across Cal and Oklahoma, 42 career games. And, oh, by the way, he was the only Sooner offensive lineman to start all 13 games a season ago. 12 at left and then uh, the Cheez-It Bowl at right versus Florida State. And uh, though, you know, guard, maybe you're less susceptible to being the, the offensive lineman that's giving up sacks. I mean, mm-hmm. no sacks on 417 pass blocking plays, according to Pro Football Focus. Hasn't given up a sack in the last two seasons. So the idea that McCade Mataglia just totally stinks is, you know, not accurate. I agree. I agree. What can you get from Caleb Schaefer? What can Caden Green do? You know, does Troy Everett figure into this battle somewhere? Maybe. I feel like he's a versatile dude. He can play just about anywhere. So, it is kind of odd, though, one final thought. It is kind of odd that you lose both your starting tackles and you feel like you're okay there, and one of those guys went in the first round. And one of those guys, where did Wanya go in the third round? I mean, it's just it's kind of wild to think that you lose those two guys and – in Rouse coming in as a transfer from Stanford and what we feel like we know about him and what Tyler Guyton has shown and his upside, that's pretty cool. Now let's get the interior of it fixed. The, since we're negative, just let me go ahead and get the other concern out of the way, and that is depth at the tight end spot. Austin Stogner has looked good, has had a good camp, but what about the rest of that room? Who are some guys that we can – Kind of see potentially stepping up and stepping out, Stog. Who you got? No, we got it. We got a ton of good guys in that room. Uh, Blake Smith and you know Josh Spaniel and Hampton Fay and Kate are all those guys that can they can really go. Jason Wellen, you know, we have a ton of guys that are willing to work and willing to put in the, and that are eager to go. You know, they want they want to work, and so that's what you want from young guys. And you know, they're coming along, coming along real well. Hampton, coming along real well. Let's come along faster, boys. Let's go. Because, again, this is a team that this is a coach in Jeff Levy and in, you know, obviously Brent Venables. He hired Jeff Levy and saw it for a year. Formationally, they do a lot of different things. There's a lot of times where there's two tights on the field. Parker and Willis, I don't know what the percentage would look like. I don't know if someone has PFF numbers. But it seemed like they would be on the field a lot together. Maybe this might limit some of the things that they're able to do formationally if they can't find someone else to step up and get healthy at that other tight end spot. I'm, again, I'll say it a bazillion times in this show, a big Kane Helms guy, big Jason Llewellyn guy, but they got to get healthy, right? And they've got to be capable of the entire kind of weaponry you need at tight end. Those are honestly, Josh, and I'm not even kidding, those are really the only two areas that I've heard people kind of, you know, maybe get a little bit concerned about is the interior of the offensive line and the depth at the tight end spot beyond Austin Stogner. And I, again, I have full faith in some of those guys stepping up. It's got to make you feel pretty good, right? If we're sitting here now with, what'd you say, we are 16 days before the start of the season, and that seems to be the only real true concern issues right now, it's a pretty good sign. Which is crazy considering the defense had. Uh a wealth of issues a year ago and uh it's uh you know almost like a lot of the concern from from folks is on the offensive side of the football 
wild. All right, quick break. Um, we'll take your calls, 405-329-9000. That's the Riverwind Casino jackpot line, 405-329-9000. The Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line is absolutely on fire in the Kenny Gajewski, Kelly Maxwell comments. We'll get to that coming up a little bit later on. But let's hit the list of positivity, positive vibes only. Gary's going to join us. We're here at Caven's group on a Thursday, 800-594-4437, 1-800-594-4437. Make Caven's group your first call when the fire truck arrives or leaves. It's Plank Show right here on the route. Right, you want to hit some, I guess it would be bullet points of topics that have been positive vibes only, Josh, from camp. Storylines that have brought joy, if you will. Does that sound like a good plan to you? I think everybody in this market could use a little bit of joy today. Yeah, bro. How about that? Holy smokes, man. What's a great line from Anchorman? Wow, that escalated quickly. <laughs> uh, what was the, the character, Steve Cantrell? Or Steve Cantrell. Uh, Steve Cantrell's character? Corral. Corral, right. What was it? Yeah, I think Kim Cantrell, Steve Cantrell. Aren't they married? No. Steve Cantrell's character, he's like, oh, so stabbed the guy. Yeah, I've been meaning uh, to talk to you about that. We might need to get you a safe place to hide out for a couple of days. Or... <laughs> All right, positive vibes only. Your Toby talk about wide receivers. Josh, everything I've heard about wide receivers have been glowing, uh, and that name keeps coming up, Gavin Freeman, Gavin Freeman, Gavin Freeman. Uh, Andrew Anthony, the buzz has been positive around him, but you really get the sense, along with Drake Stoops, and we're going to see a lot of Gavin Freeman this year. And it sounds like it's not just some joke that, hey, you know, walk-on guy or under-recruited or throw a throw a bone opportunity here. I mean, listening to Teddy talk about, hey, this is one of the fastest guys on the roster, and he's got this right. acceleration and deceleration to him. If Gavin Freeman plays a big role for Oklahoma, make no mistake about it. It will have been earned. The other – so we'll, we'll ping-pong around some things here. Interior of the defensive line, you hear me talk a lot about it. It's not as if you're looking out there and there's Gerald McCoy, but there are some dudes, and Isaiah Coe talked about that room. Um, it's, it's, I would say it's interesting because, you know, a lot of these guys, they haven't been – they've never really been 300 pounds before. So when we, when we first found out, you know, it was a lot of getting used to it. A lot of them didn't know how to, you know, maintain it. But I've been 300 pounds since I was, you know, 18, 19 years old. So I'm used to playing like this. So – a lot of them guys, you know, they were struggling, not necessarily struggling, but they were just hard to adapt on how to move, how to still be, you know, that quick, twitchy player, you know, at this big weight. So uh, credit to uh, Coach Smitty, Coach Ray, Coach Gardy, you know, Coach Sway, Coach Dobson, our whole strength, chat, strength staff on developing us throughout the season, you know, just making us a big player, but also a big player that can be agile and they can move. You know, no one wants a, a big guy that can't move. So just helping us along that way, helping us uh, be a better player that can, you know, help the defense. Yep. It's one thing to be big. It's another thing to be big and be a difference maker. And you get the sense that they've done a good job in being smart about how they've gone about adding bulk it's still pretty wild to think that you look along that defensive line now, specifically defensive tackle, and you've got DeJon Terry, you've got Isaiah Coe, you can add um, Phil Paella, 
right? That's a 300-pound guy. Jordan Kelly's a 300-pound guy. I mean, Kevin Gilliam is 299, so he's basically a fit 300-pound guy after a good lunch. They got to play well, but at least, Josh, from that number and what we're hearing around that defensive tackle position, it's been a really good camp for both of those rooms, if you will, Miguel Chavis and Todd Bates. Sounds like it, yeah. I mean, obviously they're bigger inside, and you went and got a couple of names out of the transfer portal to help you on the edge. You know, big storylines so far from camp is sort of the big positives was the overarching topic to start today. And one that we didn't talk about, Plank, is uh, Rondell Bothroyd. Again, I put a lot of stock into what Teddy says right here on this station, and when he says that he has been the most consistent best player outside for Oklahoma. I'm going to throw that out there as one of the big storylines for OU2 so far in this uh, camp plank that, okay, Bothroyd we knew came into Oklahoma with a ton of production and had done a, a lot of nice things out in the ACC. Sounds like he stepped right in, and it's not surprising, but it sounds like he's been kind of their best guy out there so far, Plank. Yeah, most consistent guy for certain. That's exciting. That's good news. You know, Cole Kublik is a, a dude that we've had on our station quite a bit. In fact, I reached out to Cole, and he's going to join us next week. But he, when he was doing his Oklahoma breakdown, whenever he was looking at OU, and he'd reached out and said, I'm, I'm watching this film of Bothroyd, and I'm, just, I'm not seeing a guy that I think is going to be that big of a difference maker. And he talked to a couple of people. And after speaking to a couple of people, there was other issues that Bothroyd was dealing with, maybe a few more, uh, a little bit more attention focused on him. And it appears from what those who, and I'm not saying that Cole has changed his opinion, but those who have passed along information to Cole Kublik is that there was physical changes, there was a different weight regimen for him, there was more concerted effort, there was a realization that the clock is ticking, and also in how he's being used in this scheme is different. So all those things that maybe you see on tape from last year, and I'm really nerding out here, I'm sorry, but just since you brought up Bothroyd, it appears as if everything is really, really solid with his development. Here's a, here's a, fair, here's a fair name from the 2-1-0. Guys, what about Nick Anderson? Don't sleep on Nick Anderson. Lots of buzz there. TDs in both scrimmages. That gets us to another positive, Josh. We mentioned that Toby had brought up Andrell Anthony and Jaquez Petaway during the crossover. I had mentioned how just you know, it's been nonstop Gavin Freeman talk. But from everything you hear about Nick Anderson, Jane Gibson, it feels like I, I always seem, seem to pair them together. So let's just go specifically Jaden, uh, Nick Anderson. It appears as if the just the biggest issue with him is, hey, are you going to be healthy? Are you going to be capable to – play a full 12-game season because everything that you hear on the production-slash-playmaking side has been incredibly positive. Which is tremendous. And I I know it's almost – you almost paired Jaden Gibson and Nick Anderson together just because similar body types came in in the same signing class and really to this point, Similar lack of production, right? Right. So far in their careers, and yet, uh, yeah, if you just talk individually about Nick Anderson, 
again, uh, very, very positive throughout this camp, and you're just sort of waiting. Now we right. just we just wait for this season to start, and one of those two guys, I keep saying it, you get one of those two guys. Yeah, look out. Look out. You're 100% right. Okay, um, we'll talk Tywee Walker. We'll talk running back rotation. And we'll talk a little bit about that back end of the secondary when we come back. Uh, plus, Gary Cavins is slated to join us because we're spending our Thursdays here at Cavins Group. 1-800-994, or 594, my goodness. 1-800-594-4437, 800-594-4437. We'll talk to the boss next on The Ref. Oh, no, Josh Helmer. Some sad news for a non-blue subscriber like your boy here. TweetDeck is only available for Twitter Blue subscribers. This is upsetting. You use TweetDeck or not? Are you just a Twitter.com guy or on your phone? Uh, I've used it in the past, but what can I say? Another cash grab out there. Thanks, Elon Musk. As if you don't have enough money. A couple of quick texts. Gary's going to join us coming up here in a bit. 405-651-3439. Brazilian sooner right. So many guys pop in practice, and that's great news. Can't wait to see who does it in games. I hope I hope that we're considered not predictors of things, but just information gatherers. I'm not trying to sit here and tell you that because Gavin Freeman's had a good practice and a good prep for the season, that suddenly he's gonna go out there and have, you know, fifty receptions and go for a thousand yards. I don't know. I, I think that capability is there, but we're not trying to say because this guy is having a good practice, he's going to go out and be incredible in 2023. It's trending that way, and it's a good sign, but you you just never know how it's going to pan out. And here's one from Scary Gary who writes, I'll give you a positive. I bought Tulsa season tickets cheaper than I could buy the individual Oklahoma game. <laughs> um. I went to try to buy tickets the other day. Someone had put there was a mini pack available. I think this is Red Dirt Sports' fault. I think someone had put that there was a mini game pack that was available that looked pretty affordable for the three-game stretch for the Sooners. In All right, for the three-game stretch for the Hurricane that included the Sooners. I'm not finding that, Josh. I'm, I'm finding it to be pretty pricey if you want to be in the stadium for that game. They uh, Maybe they sold out of that? Maybe they did. <laughs> they would have. Right, we spend our Thursdays here at Cavens Group. Gary Cavens joins us. Good. What is it still morning? Still morning. Good morning, Gary. How are you, man? Good morning. I'm doing good. How are you, Chris? I'm good. I'm good. Trying to stay focused on not getting too excited about football and on the task at hand, which is letting everyone know at Cavens Group, you're you're here for them in, in a time of an emergency, 800-594-4437. The first call when the fire truck arrives or leaves and – I mean, you guys are the experts in it. Kind of take us through some things you've been seeing recently. Kind of take us through just how you guys have really started to to train to take that to the next level. Um, You know, we've been doing a lot of training uh, recently, and we've got uh, several classes coming up at the end of the month for me and Jessica VT and some of our other supervisors. Um, You know, we're dealing with a lot of mold still, a lot of mold testing, uh, mold investigations. Um, We're seeing a little bit of... um, water issues um too we're seeing um some toilets uh, supply lines that have bursted and flooded some houses and uh, some stuff like that 
from the perspective of you know obviously emergency cleanup uh, it, any disaster that you have it is it is a process that i don't think many people realize if you have something happen where fire truck has to come out I mean, listen, they don't leave everything strung around. They, they pick up their hoses and stuff. But there has to be someone that helps you rebuild afterwards. There has to be someone that cleans up, uh, cleans up afterward, Gary, and that's where you guys step in. 100%. You know, we can uh, come in after the fire trucks leave and help get the process of getting the, the water out that was part of putting the fire out. And, the um, you know, if it was kitchen fire, start getting the kitchen cleaned up, getting it back so that, you know, you guys can back occupy the business or the house as soon as possible. Um, we can do um, investigation and testing and see how far, how, how much it's affecting the entire house. Um, is it affecting the house next door? Um, there's all kinds of different things that we're here to help 24-7, 365 with it when it comes to fire. I mentioned what you're seeing. We're still seeing some uh, burst pipes and things of that nature. But we're entering kind of a weird weather time because we're starting to transition towards fall, but yet it takes its time to get there. And every so often, boom. It's a 100-degree day. We got that rain. Uh, earlier this week, it stayed cooler, but boom, it's going to be 100 all weekend long. Is, is that increased concerns for mold whenever you have these types of, it, of, of, of weather shifts, or no? Am I looking too much into that? It does. Issue? We're looking at, you know, anytime we have high humidity and we have any kind of moisture, so let's say that there's a condensate line on the AC unit in your business that, or home that is leaking, and it's slowly leaking, it's clogged, and um, it's overflowing, and you've got water. Well, you got high humidity, you got heat, you got sheetrock, and which is food and wood, and then you've got the water, uh, and then mold starts to grow, and we and we're seeing it, you know. And same with uh, we've seen a lot of toilet leaks where the plumbing lines in the, either in the wall behind the toilet or the toilet bowl is cracked and allowing water to get out, and people haven't noticed it. It's in their uh, guest bathroom uh, or in a part of the house that they're not in or a part of the building they're not in, uh, then we they start having mold growth on the sheetrock and on the framework and everything. And so that's another one that we're seeing too. So, you know, it's, it's a good idea on your business or your house or a vacant building that you may be a property owner of to kind of go through uh, and check things out from time to time just to make sure that you don't have mold growing and you don't know it. Mm. Because as we've learned, that's residential, that's commercial. You might have a leak that you don't know about, and the next thing you know, your issue is mold that is everywhere. You guys have trained. You know how to not only clean that up to repair the damage, but also to keep people safe. Because we talk about it a lot. Gary goes back to it. Your your health is at risk here if you have mold issues that you don't remediate it quick, uh, quickly and immediately. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. It's going to affect your health. It's going to affect your family's health. It'll affect your employees' health. Um, it's definitely a health uh, issue, and it's definitely something that needs to be resolved in a timely manner and, and taken care of in a professional manner. Um, you know, there's a lot of, uh, you know, people come in and remodel house, come, people come in and remodel your office. You know, they may come across mold, and they've got to stop and let us come in and do the mold, get it removed properly so it doesn't affect the health and spread throughout the entire building. Um, and that's super important because, I mean, you have to be trained and you have to use the proper precautions when it comes to mold to make sure that you're not making people sick and you're not causing further further issues also. When, when should you test? When, when should we call Cavens and think, okay, I need to have, I, I could have a mold issue here? For a sign of any 
black spots or even concerns after long rains? When, when should you test? You know, if you see start seeing some kind of um, furry growth on the walls or dark, dark water staining on the walls or anything like that, that's usually a, a point where you need to call and get the, give us a call to come out and do an investigation, see what's going on. And part of the mold investigations, not just whether it's mold or not, but in a lot of cases, we're always trying to look at why is there mold there? Where's the water intrusion? What's causing it? Uh, sometimes we have to open up the wall and get into the mold remediation to find out those answers. But from the moment we step on site, that's what those are the questions that we're asking. We're asking, why is the mold here? What kind of mold is it? What do we need to do to make sure this is a healthy environment for your family, for your employees, and for yourself, too? And it's not just Oklahoma City. It's also uh, in Dallas. It's also in Kansas. It's in Arkansas, 800-594-4437. We talk about a lot. You put a lot of time into your uh, website, cavensgroup.com. It's easy to navigate. And, Gary, there's a tab there that pretty much explains everything. Yes, there is. We've kind of got it broken down by by area, uh, by subject, and you know you can get in there and you know. And if there's something that's not in our website that you have a question about, call our office. Uh, somebody, a live person, answers the phone 24/7. Um, we have our local number 405-573-3048, and then we have our uh, regional number 1-800-594-4437. And just remember, we're a local company. We're locally giving back to the community. Whether you have emergency board up because somebody broke into your office or your home or your uh, business, uh, or you have water intrusion investigation, um, structural fire, wildfire investigation, see if it's affecting the health of your business or your 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 home, mold investigation and testing, uh, you know, mold removal, emergency water extraction. So emergency water extraction, we do emergency sewage extraction, and this time of year on the water extraction, we're seeing a lot of like broken supply lines, broken plumbing lines that have just basically kind of hot water tanks that have given out and flooded houses and, and businesses and stuff like that. You know, we get to a lot more of the pipe bursting weather during, you know, December, January, February. But we also have uh, crime scene cleanup, tear gas cleanup, biohazard, meth lab cleanup, uh, emergency board ups, uh, storm damage, emergency response board ups, smoke and fire damage cleanup, uh, hoarding cleanup, Holloway. Uh, structural emergencies, a car hits a building, um, you know, somebody needs to come in and board up the building and secure the building structurally. Uh, we do that also. So, you know, we serve commercial business, health care, retail, industrial, offices, property management, and there's always somebody available 24-7, 365, water, fire, mold, crime scene, uh, emergency, board up. We're here to help. Yeah, man. Thanks, Gary. Anything else we need to add? Anything else we need to get to here that I missed? Don't forget the roll-offs. Don't forget the vent cleaning. All these things are necessary. Maintenance department, JVT is here to help run your maintenance department for you. 100%. 100%. You know, if you've got, um, uh, we do grocery store maintenance. We do bank maintenance. We do industrial maintenance. If you have uh, commercial doors, drywall painting, cabinet issues, assemblies, uh, whatever you need, we can help you on the on the maintenance side. And, you know, like I said, you know, when it comes to emergency construction, we're serving Oklahoma, Kansas, Arkansas, and North Texas. In North Texas, uh, we, we do water extraction, emergency water extraction, structural drying. Uh, we do everything but mold in Texas, but Arkansas, Kansas, and Oklahoma, we do mold in all those areas, water, fire, and emergency. 800-594-4437. Thanks, Gary. Thank Good you, man. Chris. Scary Cables. We'll take a break. We'll come back, get those text messages. Uh, and also... 
the positivity, right? The positivity from some of the camp notes rolls on here on the ref. Al, let's let's wrap up hour two, Josh. Plank show right here on the ref. Couple of quick. I brought up seeing the mini pack for, and it was Redridge Sports, so I was going to go buy like a whole block of tickets. I mean, come on, man, it's the alma mater. The Sooners, good Lord willing, most of my college game day Saturdays are going to be spent with Oklahoma for the rest of my life. So I don't get a chance to watch a lot of Tulsa home games. So to be back on campus, the alma mater, I was like, my family wants to go. I've got uh, kids that want to go. i got family members in Tulsa that want to go. So I was going to buy a boatload of tickets. But I guess some of you just got in early. Sooner Gundy writes, you got my tickets for 45 bucks each. Uh, from the 918, I purchased the OU Tulsa game tickets with the Tulsa website. The mini pack was $55 and came with three games, OU Rice and Charlotte. That's if, that right. was the, if that was the case, then those tickets are sold out. Yeah, I, I'm looking <laughs> at the, the release as we speak from uh-huh. the uh, Tulsa website. Premium mini plan includes home games against Oklahoma, Rice, homecoming against Charlotte, three game prices for the premium plan priced at 55 uh 95 for the blue zone 125 etc cetera, etc cetera. so that that was uh, originally the plan and they probably just i mean that's a good deal right so they ripped through it oh, my gosh it's an incredible deal so i y'all must have just been on absolute fire then in getting those mini plans because i went as soon as i saw the opportunity and they were gone so gone but don't be dogging on the alma mater i see you there Scary Gary, <laughs> um, where he writes, the mini pack is the same price as season tickets now, making all the money off of Sooners. That's what they're going to do, buddy. That's what... we, we need your money at the University of Tulsa. But I don't know. I wonder if I could talk to Big O. I wonder if I could buy a suite for that game. What is that? One game suite and just split it up a couple of ways. That might be pretty cool. But there are still tickets available. They're not going to sell them as individual game tickets yet. It's And, and it's not even currently on the single game availability. So you're either going to have to buy one of the mini plans or probably season tickets. And as you know, the previous texter just mentioned, it's pretty much the same price right now. And you know what? You get the mini plan. Let's say you can't make it to the Rice or the Charlotte game or you buy season tickets and you can't make it to the rest of the schedule, those are always great gifts. I mean, not everyone gets a Saturday in a football stadium. When you drive around while there's a football game going on, as someone who has in the past, there's still a lot of people in movie theaters and at restaurants, and there's still a lot of people at soccer games. Not everyone gets to go to the football game. So you may be able to bless someone on that front. So what you're telling me, Josh, is I wasn't quick enough to get those $45 tickets is what happened. It looks that way, yes. $55 premium plan, but uh, not not quick enough, unfortunately. Dude, that's a heck of a deal for to have an OU game in Tulsa to basically get it for, oh, gosh, I did math, 55 divided by you know, less than 20 bucks. I mean, that's one of the greatest deals you could ever have. Boo that I wasn't quick enough. Are you somewhere else right now, or are you still in studio? I have uh, moved into studio. That's correct. Oh, okay. David David needs that. trial by fire. So you're you're putting David Ash behind the controls on day two in studio? That's correct. That is that is huevos, my friends. 
How's he? How's he doing so far? Have you seen any panic or anything? Uh, <laughs> he seems to be doing all right. That makes me very nervous, Josh, knowing that he is the lifeline of this show right now to keep us on the air. Whenever the immediate response is, uh, <laughs> now I well, I'm looking right at him, so okay. I don't. I'm, I don't want to. He's got some nerves, okay, but I think he's doing okay. Well, I mean, you gave him the best time. I mean, it, it's only the busiest responsibilities he has because the top five stories today is coming up oh i'll so. swing back in for that so no so nothing easy on that front yeah I'll, I'll, I'll swing back in for that thanks for all y'all's help on that i'm so angry that i wasn't quick enough on the draw to get those tickets everything else on the knippelmeyer chevrolet text line today has been on kenny Gajewski and the comments that he had it's been wild absolutely wild and i'm here to tell you right now uh it's interesting on both sides i completely understand being frustrated whenever someone leaves for a rival i just don't know if i need to hear it from the coach in that manner there hasn't been a lot of defense of kenny g on the text line but i mean you wouldn't expect it on a show that is hosted by the host uh, by, by the, the guy who calls sooner radio games but it's also fascinating. It's also fascinating to see that there are some that say, hey, I get it. I absolutely get it. I can completely understand that frustration. No problem with a coach saying that. Hmm. All right. Uh, top of the hour, which means the top five stories of the day coming up next right here on the Home of Sooner Fans.